0: We made it through a long, long off season, even though it was pretty quick. It still was long, if that makes any sense. But anyway, what's popping, y'all? Welcome to Eddie and Mike the Podcast. It's me, Mike, and I'm here with my guy, Eddie P. And we are, and we are recording during the Lions and Chiefs game on Thursday night. So it's nice to have some black, um, some football playing in the background. Lions got a third and three right now. Y'all know how I like to do a little game play, um, play by play during the show. Um, Golf, oh, was golf. (laughs) But um, I'm, I'm like, that's how excited I am. Like, I'm doing the show. I'm watching football. We got the Commanders kicking off the season next um, on Sunday. Matter of fact, and it's just the most wonderful time of the year for us. Absolutely is. But um he is. We we've been a minute away. I Eddie, mean, what's popping with you?
1: Not a whole lot. Um just, you know, trying to squeeze everything into one day like I always do. Not enough time in the day to uh get everything done, so I'm I'm just I'm flustered, but it's impossible to like not have some level of positivity and optimism cuz football's back, Mike. You know, it it got me thinking As we're looking at the pigskin being tossed around, which uh, I don't want to promote networks on here too much, but which uh, which football sound are you digging the most? Are you a Fox guy? Uh, Like
0: the music or
1: the theme music? Or are you uh, more of uh, I believe it's NBC's the then you got CBS. No, nah, that's Fox again. Is it really? I did that yeah. again. I did Fox twice. I, <laughs> well, I'm a Fox fan. I, I like Foxes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah.
0: Um, for nostalgia reasons, I guess Fox. But I, I think I like NBCs too. But CBS definitely feels the most dramatic out of everyone. Um, I can't, I can't hum it. But um you'll know you'll definitely know it when you hear it. But I think because we're NFC's fans, we don't hear it as much. Yeah. So it might not vibe or jive well with us. But I think that's part of it too, is that we're, you
1: know, for a long time Washington was always on Fox. Um mm-hmm. uh, locally, regionally. But uh but I'll tell you too, it's um It gives you a little bit more of a holiday kind of feel, but the the bells that the NFL Network does, that ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's really dramatic and gets the juices going. That'll get the boys buzzing. Uh, Got Edward Hilaire here making a little move. Oh, the pile being pushed. I tell you, dude, I feel like that guy is, like, the most picked-up player during those kind of situations. Like, whenever there's, like, a scrum – and like two people meet, you know, or, you know, immovable force and whatever. Uh, he's always getting picked up because he's so small.
0: Ugh. I'm a little bit. Of, I'm a little bit further than you, so I won't spoil the next play. But um, the person that just caught it for the Chiefs, you can say it when it happens. Um, he's like one of the most underrated players in the league. Jarek McKinnon. Yes
1: he's I, I do feel like he's uh that perfect complement because they're going to probably pound the rock a lot with Pacheco even Edwards-Hilaire I think as he starts to kind of get things figured out he'll kind of be you know sprinkled in like they we were just talking about they used him but McKinnon with his ability to catch out of the backfield he was huge for them last year i mean certainly going to be utilized and and with no
0: Kelsey you know, absolutely, going to be utilized. So I know, I know we're watching the um, Chiefs and Lions game. We're going to talk some fantasy in a few minutes, but um, we all know why y'all are here. But here's some Commanders football talk absolutely. And with the week and with Week One coming along the way. Um, I, I think it's time for our state of the union. Our annual State of the Union. I, I tell bar. you, we're
1: gonna we're gonna tell you where we're at right now. But
0: I, it's gamesmanship, I'm not gonna tell you much. I, I, absolutely, bro. I love that real real impression. It's um it's as good as Danny's. Well, I'm gonna like, chant. Listen, I, I got it. I got a good little bit. I thought up in my head. I'm gonna
1: channel my inner Danny here in a little bit. But let's let's like talk some stuff before I just start, you know,
0: BSing. Um, All right. So, um real quick, well, not real quick, but the start of the season, or the... Let me ask you this, basically. Heading into week one, we've been through training camp, we've been through preseason. Um, everybody seems healthy, except for Chase Young. We won't know about that until tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, or today, if you're listening to this show, on a Friday. Um, How are you feeling? Like, are you... Is the schedule scaring you? Is Sam Howell scaring you? Are you as excited as the Bama's are over at Class um, Commanders the Classified? What's happening? How are you feeling?
1: I, I, I think just it being that time of the year, you know, we, we had our fantasy draft uh, about two weeks ago. Um, we've got real football on now. We've got our, our our Washington Commanders will be starting off the season at home. And it's sold out, so there's really a lot to be excited about. But I kind—it's kind of one of those like I, I just I need to like see some plays and everything before I can say anything because you know they could just be playing very cautious with Chase, trying to you know and, and as I mentioned, you know Ron is keeping stuff tight. You he know, he, he's doing a little gamesmanship, which he admitted uh, in one of his press conferences recently, which. I mean, I I think that's kind of like just a a given. It's understandable. Everybody's going to do that. Nobody's trying to, like, give any team an advantage as far as uh, strategery goes. So I'm cool, man. I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm not freaking out at all. Um, I I think it's a unique situation to start off the week – I mean, excuse me, to start off the season against a team like Arizona who – Essentially appears to be tanking. And by the way, too, what's up with their coach? Why is that guy so weird? Have you heard any of the sound bites from that guy?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because Arizona
1: has world. their own and you know, I'm kind of surprised that like other teams, especially like New York, Philly, Chicago, some of these bigger media markets. Um I'm surprised other teams don't do this. Arizona has some sort of like kind of hard knocks like show. They do. <laughs> I think it's called Take Flight.
0: Nah, seriously, most teams do. I'm surprised you don't know about your own team's TV show called uh-huh. uh, Commander Slug. They just put out a fire episode. Well, I don't know about the whole episode, but the la- I'm going to show you later. The last, like, two minutes of it, best hype video I've seen probably ever from the team. Okay. But, um, start checking it out. Yeah, bro, 6. you got to check out Commander's YouTube. They are lit now, probably. I'm bruh, walking b- around here calling myself a fan, and I don't I, know about this. I'm telling you, I know we are taking a break from Eddie's point, but real <laughs> quick, the team literally went from one of the worst YouTube channels in the NFL, and I mean just absolutely awful, to now – They're putting out the most fire content I've ever seen. Not even talking football-wise, but period. Like from the camera angles to the music to the production. Matter of fact, they just put out a um, hype video for um, the home opener on week one with RG3. And I'm like, they found a way to make RG3 look cool. That's (laughs) how much they've been cooking right now. Cause you know that dude is a straight up bama. I'm not. I'm not I like RZ three. That's my guy. But he's a bama. Could have.
1: <laughs> Even if Mike likes you, he'll let you know if you're a bama or not. Um. So yeah, I I just was. There's two different little sound bites uh, from different episodes of this. Uh, I believe it's called Take Flight. Uh. What's what's the guy's name? Gannon, right? The, the coach. It's not Rich Gannon, that's for sure. Uh, and he runs into Rondale Moore like they just they are they're in they're in some building. I don't know if it's um practice facility or if it's the stadium or what. And he's he goes up to Rondale Moore and he's just like, you explosive playmaker, pew, 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 pew. It's like the weird, like I mean, maybe he's like that all the time, and that's why I, I don't know. But then the other one. Your man is trying to like, uh, you know, he's trying to channel his inner Dan Campbell, his inner Bill Belichick, give a, give a little motivational speech, and he asks a room full of guys that make a plethora of money if any of them rode the bus to practice today. What he was trying to do is kind of point out how the everyday working man doesn't have a luxurious way to work and might have to take the Metro or the subway or the bus, you know, whatever. But he, like, he just mentioned it. And then he starts talking about fire in the belly. And at no point was there any sort of like tone in his voice that would indicate like his team, you know, like feeling his presence. He just kind of talked, like, yeah, I need you to have that fire in your belly. It, you just, it all fell way short of the mark. So, um, really hope we don't lose to a weirdo like that, but I, I, I just got to see us on the field, you know, cause we played Dobbs in uh preseason. He played for the Browns and now he's with the Cardinals. And apparently the whole thing of them deciding on tune or, or, uh, Dobbs really had to do with Dobbs learning the playbook, and they were worried he didn't know it. Apparently, from what I understand, he knows the playbook, and he's actually telling other people where they should be. Um, and for what it's worth, those who don't know, I- I'm going to probably say this wrong or give the wrong title. That dude Dobbs is like some sort of like football genius or excuse mm. me, genius on the football field.
0: Mm. Uh, oh yeah, the
1: high wonder lick score. Well, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like a aeronautical engineer or something like that. Like he graduated oh. from college and he's, you know, it's, it's like a homeboy that um, I think the Titans and the Steelers had him, but he really was just using football to become a doctor. Uh, Myron Roll. I don't know if you remember him. He was a really good football player at Florida State, and he ended up going to school in England to be a Rhodes Scholar. And I think now he's like a neurosurgeon or something.
0: So um, I, had, I had no idea, but that reminds me. Of, um, uh, that,
1: that guy re- Burke, who was an offensive lineman, he's like some sort of like accounting stock market type of genius. Used to have a little radio show. He would do talking just about that while he was playing for the Vikings and Ravens. So
0: it happens. That reminds me of, um, I forgot his name. Um, the Florida state person that, was a Rose Scholar, the safety. Oh my God, Mike. I think it's Myron Rose. Mike, buddy. What? <laughs> We're recording <laughs> so you can go back and listen to oh, what you I mentioned them already. Read everything. Not mad. <laughs> nah, because I was on the phone with my wife and she just threw like, me off. It's but all. Nah, good. it's good that you mentioned them though, because, um, nah, I had no idea. But yeah, I was gonna say I'm, No, I'm glad you said it though, because what I was going to say is that we've seen the player like that before. Absolutely. And it doesn't necessarily translate to success. Oh no, yeah, that's a great point. Uh so
1: I mean it, who knows? You know, I, I I really think the Cardinals are I think they're trying to tank. I mean, it, all everything <laughs> letting Obama, go of all the they've let go would, would Obama would,
0: would. swear that they're not taking one of the Cardinals reporters. He swears that they're not tanking, and that um, he wouldn't be surprised if they beat Washington on Sunday. And I'm going to be real with you. That's kind of the theme of the season for me is that it's a whole bunch of unknowns. This is definitely the season of the unknown. Like I don't know what's going to happen Sunday, just like I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Like, this team is one of the most talented teams I've seen in my lifetime as far as Washington goes. From top to bottom, I can't think of a year we entered the season with a more talented roster. I'm talking from 1 to 53. Like, the fact that somebody like Mitchell Tinsley was able to fight his way as the 53rd player on the roster, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I really – really like this roster but like i, I was telling you too. but Crazy. like i was telling you yeah but like He's i was telling you earlier like the schedule i i looked at um espn's power rankings do you know we played nine games against the teams in the top ten that's including the eagles and cowboys twice but that means that we play five of the top ten teams and I know what people are going to say. Oh, it's September. Um, the schedule don't matter. The the this don't matter. Oh, the, no, I'm not even talking about the percentages. Just look at the situations that we're going against. Talking we about got, the quality of team we're going against. Is exactly. And week one, sure, we play the Cardinals. But in the next three games, we got to play freaking Sean Payton, the Eagles, and the um, Josh Allen and the Bills. That's the next three games after week one. So, we're going to learn a lot in the first quarter of the season about the team, bro. Yeah, we're going to learn today. So, yeah, uh, I'm man,
1: I just drew a hard blank for a second. Wow. Um, I hate when that happens. Good lord. You know what? I'm going to do till I can, uh, till I can remember it. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you what happened, Mike. I actually, so my impression is really not an impression so much as a repeating of. I, I heard a little bit of. Uh, I, I I got a nugget of Rivera's motivational speech as we're going into game day. You know, I mean, obviously he'll probably give more of a rah rah one come Sunday, but as far as Thursday's practice. It went a little something like this, uh, Danny Rui. I hope I make you proud here. All right, man. All right, gather around. Uh, yeah, I tell you what. Uh, uh, listen, here's what we're gonna do. I want everybody. Uh, you you go in your lockers, the trainers, everybody. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of all the pillows. Okay, what we're gonna do? We're gonna cut them up. We're gonna get rid of them because you know what? You, you, your pillow. That's what, That's where you sleep. And, and if, if, if you got a pillow, you're going to sleep. And I want everybody to be woke because if you're woke, then you're awake and, and you can't sleep on the Cardinals now. That, that's, 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 the, that's the gist of it. Now, don't, don't do that with, uh, uh, you know, uh, your, your pillows at home. Don't, don't do that because you, you, you do need to sleep at home. But the Cardinals, we're, we're not going to sleep on them. So everybody, and if you got a blanket, we're going to cut that up too. All right? Love you guys, team on three. One, two, three, go.
0: Team. Um, no, that was, that was (laughs) good. I kind of
1: started to lose my mojo there with the voice. I'm I'm still trying to figure that one out.
0: Yeah, admittedly. But I mean, it ain't like you Frank Caliendo or nothing. Okay. Give me my fantasy points. Let's go.
1: Wish I had his bank account. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, I ain't going to lie. The Lions are looking good. Yeah, they,
1: I, I think they really got some momentum with that, uh, that fake punt that they pulled. I think that just. Got things going. Who we got there? Who that is? Saint Brown.
0: You I'll know take it.
1: I got, him on, I got him on my fantasy team in another
0: league. I Not got the him. And I are in. So I High in five. Game. But um, so yeah, like I know we kind of freestyling it right now, but absolutely, I would like to get your thoughts on. <laughs> How far, like, give me your best case scenario and your worst case scenario as far as this season goes. I, I mean, just the whole season? Yeah, the whole
1: season. Well, I mean, best case scenario is obviously we win the Super Bowl, but I mean, I'm
0: Realistically not, speaking.
1: Realistically speaking. Yeah. So, oh, I got to research. Man, you're making me use my brain here. What did I say on the last show that I thought we could maybe do like a, a, a nine and seven, maybe like a 10 and six? Um, I is possible. Either. Not, and I think speaking to what you said about the murderer's row that will occur after the Cardinals game, we had this happen a couple of years ago. Um, Chase Young's rookie year where our schedule was thought to be really, really difficult and some injuries happened and it became not quite as difficult. Now, look, I'm not. I'm not banking on that happening. I'm saying it's certainly possible. And it's also certainly possible that we're the ones that get banged up and, you know, end up not being as good as we thought we were going to be. Obviously, I'm hoping against that. But I'd say best case scenario, 10 and 6, we make the playoffs, win at least one game. I I really think that's doable because I think – this team is, is like they're they're due for it right there's been a lot of of pressure and outside attention and angst and now we got the new owner who by the way um I mean he's on pace to get the most game balls of any owner <laughs> in their first season and I think look, I've been waiting to bring this up. I think Rivera is smart as can be. Like, hey, hey, hey uh, here's another game ball for you, uh, Mr. Harris. Uh, Mr. Rail, you want? Uh, yeah, oh, I, I got more in my closet. Here's another ball, right? And then with each ball, keep. My, what the hell happened? What the hell happened? happened? Well, well, where are you at, Mike? You still there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. You can't hear me.
1: Dude, my apologies. I and mean, Mike will edit this out unless he wants to keep this in for. Whatever. No, My wife's laptop and it's linked up to her phone. So a phone call came in and you disappeared. It like literally I couldn't see you. It was just the the what do you call that? The desktop page, the home page, whatever.
0: We gravy now. Though?
1: Yeah, we're gravy. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, I, I think I think Rivera is just with each ball he gives him, he's like, Hey man, uh, <laughs> give me a new contract. Give me give me another couple years here. Because otherwise, like, I mean, he's got to feel the pressure with, uh, with EB, Eric bien there. So, we, we got to come out and handle business week one. And I think, if anything, that could obviously be a stepping stone to taking that into the next week. Now, we can't put so much pressure that if we do happen to lose somehow, which would really suck, it really would. But losing week one to the Cardinals as bad as it it would look, it does not mean our season is over. I just think we can't sleep on them, and we got to make sure that we're kind of if if we do some things good, we got to roll that over into next week and build on that. But I also think if it happens to be an ugly game and we win, we can't you know harbor too much on like oh you know we should have beat the Cardinals more because then it's already in the past. So worst-case scenario, man, we look like we kind of did last year where our, our coach lets everybody know that he didn't know that the game against the Cleveland Browns was a make-or-break game, like a, a stay in the playoffs or don't. Um, because And, and I'm going to trail off, but that's a problem. And I, I heard via another – like another fan that I was talking to a friend and whatnot, they said they heard an interview somewhere. Where somebody used to play for Ron or used to coach with him and said like, look, there's something about when he talks to the media, he kind of comes across as dumb and like not knowing what he's talking about. And they're like, that's just him not necessarily being good at talking to the media. Like he, he actually knows what he's talking about. He knows that, that uh, um, Jesus, Sam Howell is good. Mm-hmm. Like all these, these stories that are coming out where he just, seems to completely put his foot in his mouth yeah well I'm, I'm gonna be honest and then they're gonna like me for telling the truth um yeah it, it it's just he, maybe like getting excited and then he like says something stupid and it's more like just it's not him actually it's not a freudian slip put it like that all right.
0: so i'll give you i thought she was going to take the bait or at least, well, not take the bait but continue on your Super Bowl bit about that's the best-case scenario. But I think that is the best-case scenario for the team, realistically speaking. I think Washington has the talent of a Super Bowl team. Um, Maybe not right now, but if they hit on everything, why the heck not? Let it's me dope. ask you this. Let me ask. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna remember. Go All I was gonna
1: say is you. You, you brought up Bob the Third. Um, you know his one of his big battle cries on his socks: "No pressure, no diamonds." I mean, in a way, like don't get me wrong. It, it sucks, like having to, you know, having to face these these just stone cold killers one game after another. But it also could kind of breed a certain type of energy a certain type of uh je ne sais quoi where these guys are like yeah like we want to play the the baddest we want them we want these teams at their best and they start to develop that dog that mentality where it's like hey man we're, we're not afraid that this is you know the undefeated patriots or this is whoever you know i, I don't know why i said that but you, you know what i mean like like having that kind of attitude that could be good. That could be real good. And and going through that, even if it doesn't translate to success this year, we got a lot of young guys on our team. And mm. going through the fire like this, it could be great.
0: It could be real great for them. Boy, this Lions defensive line is woo man. Well, either that or this Chiefs the offensive line is some trash. But <laughs> nevertheless i um, will be one or the other. Speaking of the Chiefs, by <laughs> like speaking of the Chiefs, though, who they playing the Super Bowl last year? Ah, uh, damn, you really joined the blank, the Eagles, man.
1: That's right. I don't, I just the minute you said that, I was I was gonna be like Tampa, San Francisco, God, wrong, both of them.
0: They did play <laughs> in the Super Bowls, just
1: not the last one.
0: But they well, played the I, Eagles I, in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. What happened the last time the Washington Commanders played the Eagles? I think the same thing that happened
1: to the Steelers who came in with their little undefeated record the last time we played them.
0: Right. And mind you, both (laughs) of those games were on the road. Something about them Pennsylvania teams. So No, but the reason I brought it up is mainly because if they can be the teams like if they can beat a team like the Eagles who made the Super Bowl, and I get it any given Sunday or whatever, but it wasn't the fact that they beat the Eagles, it was how they beat them. They beat them without a passing game. And they were able to, you know, contain Philly when Philly was like dominating the entire league at that mm-hmm. point. So why not if they have an offense to match the defense? Why the heck not? Can't they make it? Or make it and win the Super Bowl if Philly can make the Super Bowl. Um, oh, the I get it. I'm like, not saying anything's possible. That's all right. I can do. And I get it. Like the Washington franchise hasn't come oh. through more often than not. So as the Lions, but that ain't stop people from slobbing on there, nah. Oh wow, euphemism. Um, like, I get it. Yeah. Like you can't trust Washington. I can't trust Washington. Like my prediction for the season is kind of in between Super Bowl and trash. <laughs> I think they'll make. A, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be like a six or seven seed even get in with a nine win game. I mean nine went go nine to eight or something. They may even beat the wild card game, but that's about it. I don't see them getting past the divisional realm if even. If they hit hitting everything, just because in my lifetime, since I've been watching, I haven't seen them get past the divisional round, <laughs> which can only mean one thing
1: they're due, they are due, they're due or they're do do. No, 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 sir, no, sir, not not this team, not not the way we're doing stuff, not the way we're. We're, we're keeping it classy. We're working hard.
0: No excuses. All right, Whatever so, it takes. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Cardinals game, talked about the season. So let's close this segment up talking about some fantasy football. Eddie and I are in one <laughs> league together. Um, it's a league that he's been in with his friends for the last few years. I'm not sure how long this is, this is my second season in the league. And, um, I want to do better than I did last year. I don't remember what I did last year. I don't think I made the playoffs. I think only four teams make the playoffs. Yes. So 10 team
1: league, only four teams make the playoffs spoiler, surprise, whatever. Mike's team name has some sort of anime tie to it.
0: No. Nobody could have seen that coming. No, that is not true. It's wrestling this year. Imperium? That's not it. Oh, yeah. Imperium is arguably the second best wrestling group out right now. Behind the Judgment Day. Shout out to um, Mommy. Shout out to Dom. Shout out to Priest. Shout out to Finn. (laughs) Um down listen to the show, but I'm still gonna shout them out. <laughs> shout but um yeah, him. Imperium is looking kind of nice outside of the running backs that I drafted, who I happen to be playing right now. Um Pink Pachenko Pachenko. Is it really Pachenko? Cause ain't no end in this man's name. Pacheco. Okay, Pacheco, okay. Um and Gibbs, like both of them, ain't doing jack. Oh, we got Mahomes scrambling for a first down. Like this is gonna be a good game. I, we're not going to finish before this game finishes, or we are going to finish before this game finishes. I'm sorry, but yeah, we definitely will. Be, <laughs> It'll be a long show, but um, yeah, like Without they, Venus. they, they, like they. Are, I think this is gonna be a good pass scoring game. But anyway, um, I'll go through my starters for this week and this league. I got Cousins. I got Tyreek Hill. I got St. Brown doing this thing already. We already talked about Gibbs and Pacheco. TJ Hawkinson. I think he's going to have a nice season. Boy just got paid. Um, Olave. And on defense, I got um, my man Jenkins, safety from the Jaguars, Miles Garrett. And I picked up two linebackers because I keep forgetting in this league. Tackles are really like the premium. Yep. And by the time I was ready to draft defensive players, they oh, already oh. took uh, Patrick Queen and Fred Warner. So I foolishly draft defensive linemen thinking that sacks would produce more points, but I didn't check the score. So my defensive players are kind of limited, Damn. Uh, almost as limited as, the Chiefs are in on offense right now without the enemy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking.
1: I mean, your man Pacheco got him all the way down to, like, the one or the two, and then now they're taking him out. Looks like they're going to probably go – uh, I'd say they're going to go Edwards-Hilaire, but no, they got McKinnon, and it looks like McKinnon snapped – yeah, I knew some trickeration. Some trickery. I like, I like the idea of it because you, yeah. you got guys like Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony who are – heightically challenged um just much like myself uh but you know mike we got to go back because I, I can't even talk you just kind of you chris olave you that's your guy you were all about that guy when uh coming out of the draft i remember mm-hmm. i don't know i just i felt like you, you would have given me a little more seasoning on the chris olave steak And you just kind of like, Chris Olave, salt and pepper, we're done. I
0: mean, because (laughs) (laughs) with him and Dotson, I just kind of expect them to cook. Like, there's really nothing for me to talk about when it comes to those two receivers. I do think that they'll end up separating themselves and becoming the two best receivers um, from that draft class. And believe me, bruh, um, by the end of this year, the Olave-Dotson debate will reach its um, highest since the draft earlier when, um, you know, people were trying to compare the two. But nevertheless, that was my team. Um, Do you want to talk about your team a little bit? I'll do a brief rundown, and I'll uh, I'll
1: let – I think we only got like one or two guys in our league to listen to the show, but they can let What's-His-Face know that I am not happy – I picked Travis Kelsey with my first pick. <laughs> yes, I'm not happy about him being injured, but even more so. So for those of you who don't know, typical fantasy football draft, you do what's called like a snake, meaning like you start at one, you go all the way down to let's say 10 because our league is 10, but it could be 12, could be 14 if you got a big league like some people do. And so once you get to the last pick, the last pick picks twice – and then you start going back from where you came from. So you go from 1 to 10, then from 10 back to 1. The snake went all the way down and back, and it was about to be my pick, and I was going to get Pat Mahomes to pair up with Kelsey, and I got snaked out of him by this guy who's obsessed with pugs. Little funny-looking dog that can't breathe right. And, uh, yeah, he snaked him out of me. And then like seven rounds later, he snaked Alvin Kamara from me. Thought I was getting the ultimate steal, and here this guy is again. Snake, snake, snake. He's like one of them Harry Potter characters. So after picking Kelsey, I decided to go with a little Bengals combo, not the one that you'd think. You know, I went Burrow and uh, Mixon. I got DK Metcalf on the squad. Brandon Ayuk. I got Mixon. David Montgomery, who's in the game today. Uh, only got about two points, but they're definitely feeding him the rock. So I'm optimistic there. Went with San Francisco's defense. Uh, got the best linebacker in football, if you ask me, and Fred Warner um, is one of my defensive players. On the bench, uh, I got guys like Dalvin Cook and Kenneth Gainwell. I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be absolutely awesome this year. He had a really good I hear playoff. I people say that. He had a really good playoff game early in the playoffs where I think he had 100 yards on like 10 carries or less. And – yeah, they went out and traded for Swift, and I, and they signed uh, Rashad Penny in free agency, but those guys haven't been with the team, and both of them are injury-prone as well. So I really think Gainwell is a diamond in the rough, uh, but I got him. Uh, Kelsey's on the bench just because of injury, but he would be my everyday starter. Um, but this week I'm going with Juwan Johnson, who I was singing his praises before we started recording. I think Juwan Johnson is also a bit of a diamond in the rough. Um, certainly, you know, the saints are going to try to get the hand, the ball in the hands of Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, but I think Juwan Johnson is definitely going to be sneaky good for them. He was pretty solid last year. Uh, I think sky's the limit. Um, in case anybody was wondering my backup quarterback, I went with Deshaun massage Watson and I went ahead and, uh, just, Said, you know what? I need some receivers, so I went with People's Jones, the Jones of the people. People's
0: Jones. Um, It's an awesome game. I love it. So, there's a couple of more things that I wanted to talk about on this episode, but I gotta end it quick. I mean, not quick. I gotta wrap it up quicker than I thought I would. We'll definitely be back to talk about the week one game. And hopefully things will be a bit more smoother for the both of us, honestly, next week. Um, but we appreciate y'all listening to us. Sorry things felt kind of rough. Sorry, sorry we're not producing as consistently as we like, but,
1: you it's know, It's my
0: fault, guys. I've got kids and
1: a new house, and it takes me forever nah, to get to work or get Mike is pretty much always down. He does all of the recording and the music and the editing, and he does all the work. and I try to come up with segments and ideas and try to help. But my availability sucks. as I mentioned earlier. There is just simply not enough time in the day. I wish to God there was, but I am gonna I'm, I'm gonna go back to the lab and we'll get it fixed, and we'll get back to you. It's a promise. But while I have the floor, Two things. One, Wendy's. Stop being so obsessed with mayonnaise. Every time I turn around, Ugh. everything I have has mayonnaise all over it, even when I ask you not to put mayonnaise all over it. Really? But, but more importantly, a script like the NFL has never seen before occurred. I What were we talking like? A few weeks ago, Mike, I'm, I'm off here, but I defended her when this happened. I talked about I was in her corner, even if she was losing. Y'all gonna put some respect on my girl Shakari Richardson's name because she sure enough ran that race with both of them Jamaican girls in it. (laughs) Look, them two girls from Jamaica—I don't know—I should know their name, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but they're part of that four by four that's like the four fastest girls in the world. True, true. Two two of the four were in that race, and Shakari Richardson beat them all. And if I'm not mistaken, she set a world record when she beat them all.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't a world it's record, cool. it was at least a championship a record, a personal
1: best or something. Had to be, but we're talking about a girl who was ostracized for not performing well. And and now look in the world of sports, you know, you got to be thick-skinned. It can be cruel, so I get that one. But then they gonna go out there and and front like, you know, like she was a bad person because she was smoking some weed, uh, a, a drug that's like. You know, the limitations, the 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 laws and everything are becoming more and more laxed by the day. We probably had a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure and was just trying to find a way to relax. But man, what a, I mean, what a complete 180 from being the redheaded stepchild to now the darling of track and field. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be more ecstatic for Miss Richardson. And then what was even cooler... Um, I, now look, I don't know everything here. I think there was one girl that was semi excluded and, and it, it was intentional, but not for a bad reason. I'm pretty sure the top finishers in that race were all African American, regardless of what country they were from. And these girls, all they all took an awesome. Just say black, bro. bro. All right. They were
0: African American if they're not American. I don't know about that. What you mean?
1: I'm just messing with you. I'm <laughs> saying. Okay, so so Mike is absolutely correct. I was uh, being overly politically correct, but anyway, so all these women were black, and they all took an awesome picture together um, because it's just very cool when you you see a sport dominated by so many just eccentric and amazing women. And for Sha'Carri Richardson to do the 180 she did and come out there and compete against women of that caliber, man, I mean, we're, we're talking just greatness. So hoping that that is just a, a preview of things to come for her and her track and field career. Uh, Cause this is where, I mean, us has always, that, that's been one of our big Olympic sports is track and field. And Jamaica's kind of had a stranglehold on it from us for a while, but now with, uh, Good old Noah, I hate the NBA Lyles and Shikari Richardson. It seems like USA has some new blood, so didn't mean to take so long to say all that.
0: But uh, as Mike said, we got to go. All right, folks, to hide that shot, balance next week, hopefully after this commander's W, and uh, yeah, peace out. Take it easy.